Alrighty. Hello, everybody. How is your life going out there? Hope everybody's safe and healthy and having fun. Welcome to the Jam Room Podcast. It's another episode. We're doing it again, guys. It's almost like these things come out weekly. No bonus episode on Friday uh, this week, guys. Had a pretty busy one, and there's so much fucking music news and stuff to talk about, so we'll just put it all into one episode. Why not? We'll do it properly. But I hope you've had fun out there in your um, lockdown or free life. You see the one or the other these days, right? You're either in jail or you're um, living life to the fullest. And it seems like everybody's living life to the fullest everywhere else in the world, except for here in old uh, Australia. Things are going pretty nuts. Just stay safe. Do whatever the fuck you need to to get out of this shit. I'm starting to see through the cracks here in WA. Uh, We had another little COVID scare recently. A few days ago, a couple of truck drivers from New South Wales came through the border, both tested positive for COVID. So we've got the hard border sort of system trying to keep COVID completely out of our state. But it turns out you can just drive in. Uh, these guys had been tested uh, two days before they left New South Wales, hadn't got their results yet. Let them in. Just let them in. And then find out that they were COVID positive. So I don't know what everyone's talking about with this hard border. It doesn't seem that hard if you can just drive in saying, yeah, I got, I got tested. I don't know the results, but I got tested a little while ago. So just, you know, whatever. We'll, we'll deal with it when the results come in. And dealt with it, we have. Uh, just by locking down everybody that was a uh, close contact, these guys got out of their trucks and went to a few service stations and uh, all those poor people that happened to serve them with friendly smiles is, uh, are now locked down in isolation until they test negative and all that sort of stuff. So far, so good. We haven't experienced a huge lockdown, but our premier old Marky Mark McGowan, old Mark Mc... Uh, should start calling him Mark McGoblin because that's kind of what he looks like, you know. He's one of these goblin face people. Still a cool guy. I don't know if I like him or, or I don't like or hate anybody really. It's just yeah, it's just what it is. But you know, he's still even uh, doubling down on once we get to the uh, 70, 80 percent vaccination rates here in WA. He's still going to hold on to this COVID zero mindset. Not going to let it in. Not going to tolerate it at all in our state. Um, and yeah, that sounds fine. Sounds like he's trying to protect everybody, but what's really going on is that he's fucked up our whole healthcare system, apparently. And, uh, like all our hospitals are at fucking capacity, like elective surgeries are being delayed for months and all that sort of stuff. So our healthcare system could not handle a COVID outbreak. That's basically what's going on. They cut the budget for healthcare by like couple of percent in one year then another percent in the next year don't know why they fucking cut that budget when there's a covid fucking uh, uh well, there's a fucking pandemic going on worldwide why the hell would you cut your health budget but we did we did here in wa and so that's why we have the hard border really is because they fucking decided to funnel that money elsewhere and uh fund like new terminals and shit for for Qantas to fly in and out of and stuff like that. They could be putting that money towards um, beefing up our healthcare system, but they didn't. And now uh, we might not even open up, even if we are vaccinated 70-80%. It's just what it is because fucking money. It's always down to money and politics. So you got to read between the lines, guys. Like our healthcare system here in WA is stretched to the limit right now. And we don't even have a single case of fucking COVID. Ah, 
what are we going to do? That's why you don't fucking open up to the rest of the world, because you couldn't handle it if you did. It's just what it is. But fucking, that's just what's going on here in Perth, guys. And uh, probably elsewhere in the world. Like, let's face it, fucking corrupt politicians and um, a whole bunch of bullshit rhetoric that sort of pisses people off is kind of par for the course uh, when it comes to any fucking political area or whatever. Your mayor might be doing exactly the same thing at your hometown. But it is what it is. Uh, Music news. Guys, there's been fucking heaps going on. This last week's been a really, really cool week as far as new releases go. There's heaps of different fucking um, artists to, to check out, to talk about. We'll get to them a little bit later. But, um, no, it's, it might even seem like old news now. It's only like about a week old. It's fucking Charlie Watts, the great drummer from the Rolling Stones, passed away. R.I.P., buddy. Don't really listen to the Rolling Stones or anything like that. But it's one of those things, guys. I don't really like talking about these, like, um dead rock stars and stuff like that when it happens because everybody's got their opinions everybody seems to sort of come out on twitter and social media saying you know uh, r.i.p to the the greatest drummer of all time fucking two weeks ago they were saying that about joey jordison so make up your mind joey jordison and reggie Watts. oh reggie watts fucking charlie watts very very different drummers they can't both be the best ever fucking jesus just just because they died anyway it's what it is so you know, if you're a big Rolling Stones fan, obviously it's been a rough week for you. But, uh, you know, just chuck their albums on. Give them some more plays. Uh, make them some more money because they're struggling out there, guys. These artists are struggling. The guys from the Rolling Stones are fucking broke. So you might as well go restream their albums and rebuy all their vinyls and shit. Um, because otherwise, you know, we might see a couple more of them drop dead. And, you, and we don't want that. We definitely don't want that. But that's happened and fucking... I don't know if you guys have been keeping up with this, the shit that's going on with this fucking Nirvana baby dickhead. Uh, what's his name? His name is Spencer Eldon. And if you know nothing about this story, let me paint a little picture for you. Uh, the Nevermind album, one of the most iconic albums of all time, one of the most iconic album covers of all time as well. Um, we're talking about the baby in the pool chasing the dollar bill um, on a little hook or whatever. Uh, So that album is turning 30 this year. Likewise, the little baby in the picture is turning 30 years and turns out he's a piece of shit. He's a piece of shit human. And uh, he wants some money. He's still chasing that dollar bill from 30 years ago and he wants millions of them now. Um, And he's suing pretty much everybody involved with that photo shoot from 30 years ago, wanting like 150 grand from 15 different people or something like that. I don't know how the maths really work, but he's looking for a lot of money from a lot of places, accusing everybody of engaging in child pornography for taking that picture of him when he was like four months old or whatever the fuck. Ah, this guy's a dick. I don't know. This is going to be a very, very strange precedent to set uh, because let's face it, a lot of people have this album. If it's true that they were engaging in child pornography, you might be uh, arrested and charged with possessing said child pornography if you have that album or that poster on your wall or something like that, you know? And you won't be able to jerk off to it in peace anymore because people are on your back about it, right? So I don't know. This guy's... like. Let me tell you why I think this guy's a, a piece of shit. I, I understand that he's kind of... He's the face of one of the greatest albums of all time, and he wants to cash that check. But, you know, whatever happened back then in the, in the early 90s, he got paid for. 
I think his parents got a couple hundred bucks for that, that photo shoot or whatever. And he's kind of suing everyone else, but he's not suing his own parents. Right? They're the ones that allowed it to happen. I don't think he's suing his own parents. But he's, he's suing the people with money that have made money from this album. By the way, the album made money because of its music. The album covers just kind of an arbitrary thing. If it works, it works. But let's face it, you're not going to celebrate this album's artwork if the album sucked. Turns out it was a very influential album. That's why we revere the fucking art as well. But this guy has been proud of being the fucking Nirvana baby his entire life. Like almost every anniversary of this album, he's recreated that picture in the pool and fucking shared it around and smiles on his face and blah, blah, blah. It's really cool to be the fucking Nirvana baby. Really fucking cool. But now I guess he's broke and all these fucking millennials sort of getting in his back. You should be so and so. I don't know what the fuck happened. I don't know what made him change his mind, but he's apparently upset that everybody in the world's seen his little baby dick. Um, I'm guessing it's grown since then, buddy. I'm guessing it's probably unrecognizable. Can you really imagine this fucking dude undressing in front of a lady and her going, wait a minute, I recognize that. You're the guy from the fucking album cover. Ah, oh, fucking, I recognize that, that penis anywhere. Oh, come here, you. Did you make, get any money from it? Uh, no, well, maybe you, sh- you deserve more money from it. And that's how it starts, right? But it's one of those things, like, accusing all these people of pedophilia, when it's obviously just an artistic thing, showing how, even from a young age, like, as a baby, you're still taught to, to chase the dollar or whatever. I'm guessing that's the comment of the album or whatever. But he's doing one of those fucking weird things where he's actually kind of making me suspicious that he's a pedophile. If he thinks that this artwork is child pornography, then he must think all baby pictures are child pornography. And just because he gets hard at pictures of fucking babies doesn't mean everybody else did. So he's kind of admitting that he's the fucking pedophile, right? It's sort of like um, people do it with race all the fucking time. Like imagine looking at like, um, like the Abbey Road album cover of the Beatles crossing that, that road, right? Imagine looking at that and going like fucking, that's racist as shit because there's no black people in that picture. You're the one that looked at it through the lens of race. You're the fucking racist, right? This is a guy looking at his own picture of his, his, a, a great fucking album cover and saying, you know what? That's pornographic. It's only pornographic if there's some kind of sexual connotation to it or there's some sex angle. And he's the one bringing that angle. So he's the fucking pedophile. Spencer Eldon, you pedophile piece of shit. Just is what it is, guys. And let's face it, if he sets his precedent that it was child pornography, that everybody was engaging in doing that artwork, um, we're all guilty if you, if you own that album. Right? So take down the posters, burn it before the government comes knocking on your door and um, throwing you in the hole or oh, whatever. It's fucking stupid. What an asshole. <laughs> Can't we just celebrate the 30th anniversary of that album? You know, I'm not a, not a huge Nirvana fan anyway. Personally, I don't own, own, own the album. I don't own anything to do with Nirvana. I think someone gave me a box set of some bullshit, some unplugged stuff a while ago. I don't really give a fuck, but... This is what it is. Sorry, the dog's barking. What's up, miss? Yeah, that's all right. You keep it down, all right? Yeah, okay. All right. The fucking Donda album dropped. Just today, my time. It was like Sunday morning. 
um, for everybody else. So this is Kanye West's big fucking theatrical thing that he's been working on for a while. The Donda album. He's been live streaming the prep for it. And he did a bunch of listening parties. And I got to tell you, I haven't listened to all of it, so we'll probably get into it next episode, but I want to give you my initial thoughts on it because I kind of skimmed through the listening party that was that was filmed. Someone had sort of bootlegged it and put it on YouTube, so I watched that because I ain't paying for it. Um, it looked like shit. It looked like absolute shit. I don't re- like, I just might be this old motherfucker that just doesn't get this stuff, but I don't understand what he's trying to do. Like, so he's got a huge stadium he's got his fucking childhood house rebuilt kind of looks like a church big cross on the front um and for most of this like by the way guys the album's like six and a half hours long or some shit it's not but it's like close to two hours of a fucking album like 27 tracks featuring a whole bunch of fucking other people all that sort of stuff and so the listening sort of thing it was just sort of this house and like him with a mask on and a couple of his buddies sort of hanging on the porch while the album's playing. Meanwhile, there's like a fucking massive SWAT team of, of folks sort of circling the property every now and then kind of breaking out into a little unchoreographed dance. Um, don't get it. I really don't get it. The lighting was shit. There was a couple of little moments where he came out set on fire. Uh, but apart from that, it was just him sort of hanging about hanging about on the porch of this fake house in the middle of a stadium while everyone listens to his album. I don't get it. I don't know. Some of the songs sounded pretty fire. I'm going to have to listen to it again and we'll talk about it then when I can actually get into the music side of it and separate it from the the theatrical element of it. But I know they're kind of hand in hand. There's, there's a cool thing that he did. I think there's like some weird um, device that he's released as well where people can like listen to the album and remix it themselves and, and, and do bits and bobs with the with the samples and shit like that that sounds pretty cool i want to look into that a little bit more again we'll talk about this next time i don't want to spend too much time on this donder album but apparently the news came out today that it was released without his consent his label just sort of released it so he might be fucking pissed off that we've even heard this thing anyway or sort of skimmed through it not really hearing it but you know whatever a lot of people would have heard it a lot of people would have fucking loved it because there's this weird twitter beef going on between fucking kanye west and drake And so everyone thought that they were going to release their albums on the same day to have a little bit of a fucking release battle or whatever. I don't know. I think I might wait till the Drake album comes out and I'll let you know uh, which one I prefer. Um, But I don't know. Fucking Kanye West might be fucking losing his mind. I know there's a bit of a gospel element and that's kind of why they said the album was released like on a Sunday morning, like a Sunday morning church service. But is anybody worried that Kanye West actually might believe he is Jesus because he's acting like it. I think he thinks he's Jesus. Or something very bloody close to it. And uh, it's weird. I know the guy's a fucking multi-billionaire. One says he's a fucking musical genius. Um, I, like, like I said, there were some pretty damn cool things going on in the album. But who knows? I'm going to have to give it a decent fucking listen a little later. So this isn't a real review of the Donder album. Because I don't really know. It's just what I've seen... I don't really get it, but fucking, you know, I could be wrong, probably wrong. I'm wrong about uh, most things I've ever talked about, so no surprises there, folks. No surprises there. However, there is some really, really cool music uh, that I did really listen to a couple of times and had them a bit on repeat um, that I want to get into uh, this episode. 
three things. Let's do three things. Um, and we'll go from short things through to a longer sort of thing. Not talking about Donda, because like I said, that you've got to take a week out of your life to listen to that album. We'll deal with that later. Uh, so I'm going to talk about a single, an EP, and an album. Uh, fucking the single first. Let's start there. James Blake. Have you guys ever checked out James Blake? The Overgrown album is one of my favorite albums. The guy is a fucking beautiful singer. And he's released a couple of singles uh, recently. And one of them came out sort of the end of last week-ish. Something like that. Uh, it's called Life Is Not The Same by James Blake. And I got to tell you, this song is a fucking masterpiece, guys. It's beautiful. Like, the singing is insane. The harmonies are insane. The fucking, the maturity of the whole sound, the production, the fucking bass. The, uh, there's just so much going on in this, but it's, it's not a crowded song. It's not like someone just shows off fucking everything in, in this song. It's got plenty of space, and that's the maturity of it. And Jesus Christ, his singing is just fucking next level, guys. So if you, if you do get the chance, like I said, the one, the albums that I'm about to talk about, or the songs, singles, EPs, whatever that I'm about to talk about, I'm going to link them in the description of this podcast. I know a little while ago I was going to do the, um, like, a, what would you call it? Fucking, I did that, like the Jam Room podcast companion playlist on Spotify where any album that I talked about, I'll chuck on that. Fucking, yeah, that sucks because a lot of the albums I talk about, I don't even like. And even some of the ones I do like, I don't like the whole album. So it's a bit of a silly idea to do it like that. So I'm going to abandon that fucking thing and just uh, leave some links in these descriptions so you can check them out. So please do. And again, I think this is hinting at a an album coming out soon because the two signal uh, singles that he's released recently both share the same cover art on Spotify so that's hinting um, at an album release and I'm looking forward to it if this song Life Is Not The Same is any indication of what's coming out from James Blake it's time to get excited because it's fucking awesome uh, please check it out if you can on to the next one. Guys, do you remember a few fucking uh, weeks ago, maybe a month ago, um, we had a dude uh, named Nathan Bavistock here on the podcast from a band called The Islas. Uh, well, The Islas have released their EP. Apparently, it's been three years in the, in the making. Um, all DIY stuff. They've just self-produced this album. It's a pop punk sort of indie rocky kind of album. And it's fucking cool, guys. It's called Oblivion came out um uh, maybe earlier earlier last week something like that um listened to it a couple of times fucking tremendous guys so nathan was a fucking super super cool dude really cool band really cool energy just a cool attitude about everything and the, and the album's fucking fire so what more do you want just go listen to it fucking have some fun give them some love give them some support give them those spotify listens and shit like that let's try and pump them up a little bit They've been good to us here on the podcast by blessing us with their time and their their energy and everything like that. So it's the least we can do as as a as listeners to this podcast. Hey, hey, hey! Come on, get out there, check out the Islas. the uh, The EP is called Oblivion. Fucking really, really cool. It is on that um, sort of lighthearted, jovial sort of uh, pop rock stuff, pop punk, pop punk. I guess you would call it. Yeah, but. More on the pop side of that, but uh, just beautiful. Really cool sounds, really good engineering for a DIY job. They've done a fucking amazing job. So, yeah, check it out. But now we get to the big one. I 
predicted that Leprous was going to drop an album because they dropped a couple of uh, uh, singles and the album came out on Friday and it was fucking tremendous. So we got to talk about Leprous, guys. Leprous are fucking really quickly becoming one of my favorite bands of all time. Like, Jesus Christ, I don't even know where to start with these guys because I'm going to leave something out. Um, but the album came out. It's called uh, Aphelion. Aphelion? I don't really know how you pronounce the word. Aphelion is like, um, I think there's an astronomical term. It kind of means like a, the furthest point of your orbit away from the sun or some shit like that. I, yeah, I'm dusting off an old memory here. I could be completely off with that. It might mean something else in their language because I don't know if uh, English is their first language. But they sing in English and Jesus Christ, their music is beyond language. That's for fucking sure. So, where do we start with this album, guys? Uh, I mean, I could talk about the drummer, Bard Colstad, and I will talk about the drummer, because what he does is just fucking next level, but there's more than the sum of the band's parts going on in this album. I know I kind of stumbled over those words quite a lot, but what I mean is that it's, it's easy to sort of have members of a band kind of overshadowed by one huge player, right? It happens a lot, like you say, if you're talking about Tool, a lot of people sort of focus on like Danny Carey's drumming or it'll be like what Maynard's doing vocally, but it, like you rarely get this balance of every single element of the music being just fucking incredible. Something always seems to outshine something else. That is so not the case with this, this band, which doesn't mean <laughs> something doesn't shine at all. Like it's just fucking everyone's good. Everyone is so good and so in step with each other that the album just has this fucking coherence to it and this maturity that is just fucking beyond words, guys. I know I'm really fucking blowing up about this album and I don't want to go too much into it, but their sense of rhythm, like the kind of flow that they have rhythmically is just something that excites the shit out of me. The absolute shit out of me. I can't tell you how fucking cool their sense of rhythm is and... It's not in like a genty sort of just doing weird time signatures and weird divisions for the sake of it. It's not doing anything like that. It's just fucking mature writing. The guitars are amazing, but they're, they're not overplayed. Nothing is overplayed in this album. You know what I mean? It's not like you're going to get a huge drum solo anywhere or you're going to get a fucking massive shredding guitar thing going on or anything like that. Or You're not getting that. What you're getting is people doing a better job than that not showing off and sitting in a fucking pocket that is just incredible. Incredible. Guitar playing is amazing. The bass sounds gorgeous in this album. And by the way, the album's got a lot more going on than just these sort of rock band elements. Because like, I've talked about the singer before, Jesus Christ, he's got some fucking pipes on him. But there's a hell of a lot of orchestration going on in this album as well. So a lot of, lot of strings, a lot of swells, a lot of horns, a lot, lot of other things that are... Like they, it does bring like, a, like an auditory theater to it, but it also like really plays into the, the sense of rhythm that I'm talking about. They've got this hanging off the beat style of, of like rhythm as far as... I don't want to even say riffs. Riffs is a hard thing to really say with this band. But whatever they're doing rhythmically is like smoothed over by these like massive orchestrations that are going on at the same time. And it just, it swells, it moves, it ebbs and flows. And it's fucking tremendous. 
Aphelion. Aphelion is the name of the album by the Great Leprous. Jesus Christ, I can't wait for fucking touring to come back and have these guys come to Perth or something like that because Jesus Christ, I'll be front fucking row crying probably like fucking Beatlemania. These guys are fucking insane and um, there's, I can't even say which songs I prefer out of the album or anything like that because there is no dull points. It's just all interesting. If you're a musician out there, Please check them out and let me know what you think. I might be completely off the mark with Leprous, but fucking hell, um, they impress me. They impress me so much that I'm going to leave some of their music um, sort of at the end of this podcast. And before we get to the end of it uh, and stuff like that, guys, um, remember to reach out with all your suggestions. Uh, you can hit me up, which is scott at thejamroom.com.au and twitter and instagram stuff i'll leave all the all those um fucking handles in the uh, description of this podcast um but uh I, f I forgot to mention it fucking last episode guys uh some of you may or may not know that my brother has a tv show and if you're in australia right now um you can catch it on free to air tv it was a history channel tv show but um now it's uh, on nine rush which I don't know what channel that is, but Nine Rush. If you have Nine Rush, 7.30 on Tuesday evenings, you can check out a show called Kings of Pain. It's my brother getting bitten and stung by shit and then rating it on a scale of how, um, how painful it was. So yeah, just give him the props, guys. Check out his, uh, his TV show, The Great Adam Thorne. And uh, I'm going to leave you with some fucking leprous, guys. I'm... I'm not going to play one of their songs for copyright issues and all that sort of shit, but what I will give you is um, a drum through that their their drummer Bard Colstad uh, has done on YouTube, and it's from one of my favorite Leprous songs called The Sky Is Red. It's not from their new album. It's an older song, but if you've never heard Leprous before, this might fucking get you into them because it certainly did for me, and like this drum through was just fucking insane. I will leave the description to the... Um, I will leave a link in the description, sorry, to, to this uh, YouTube clip because you've got to watch this drummer. I think through this drum through, he snaps like three sticks and fucking has to get another drummer in to help him with the parts at some point because that's how mature his fucking drum writing is. It's insane. Ah, just been gushing over Leprous for a bit too long, guys, but fuck. This was one of those albums that just, when it came out, I got excited. I listened to it, got more excited, listened to it again. And I'm still excited. Fucking tremendous. We'll talk about Donda and stuff and uh, maybe Drake's album. And so we'll take a little curve into the fucking... We'll go out of the prog rock world into the fucking pop bullshit. Next episode, have yourselves a fantastic week, guys. You're about to hear some Leprous. And you're about to hear fucking The Sky is Red as a drum through from their drummer. Check them out. Remember to reach out, like, subscribe, tell your friends. We grow on this thing. Let's have some fun. Stay safe out of there, out there, folks. And uh, remember to hit me up if you need to. I'm here for you guys. Have a great week. This is the Jam Room Podcast.
cry.